is I want to tell you something. I think it's a Mary de Gechizuk to people who are struggling and really to everybody. Listen to this. The Torah tells us, Ani Hashem, Tumasam. The Bas Ayin says, brought down by the Nesiv Shalom, that if you don't believe that, then you're the same Apikaris that you don't believe any Hashem. Hashem says, I am Hashem. So if you don't believe that, you're an Apikaris. But he also says, So if you don't believe that, you're also an Apikaris. So what does this mean? Let's think about this. This means that Hashem is saying, I want to dwell with you even in Tumah, which means nothing could stop it. There's no sin that you can do that will stop Hashem from dwelling with you even Besaych Tumasam. But hang on, you know what else it means? When you're Besaych Tumasam and you feel like Hashem doesn't want you, it's not true. He does want you. He wants you Besaych Tumasam. He's saying, I am with you, which means, and then let's make it very practical. There was a boy and he ended up in Shal Tachtis in the bottom of the bottom. And he ended up in a terrible place that nobody should end up. And he went to the bathroom in that place. And then he came out of the bathroom and he had a shayla. Should I make an ashayotzar? He wanted to make an ashayotzar. What was stopping him? First of all, he said, maybe Hashem doesn't want my ashayotzar. And maybe if I'm allowed to make an ashayotzar and Hashem wants it, maybe I'm not allowed to make it in this place. So listen to his whole diyun. This is Kvayt Shemayim. Rabbi say this is real. When Hashem created people, He knew Kihu Yada Yitzram means that He knows we are so capable of being so screwed up and so messed up into such a, a way that people can end up doing the worst possible crazy things. He knows that. He knows people. But sometimes people are sent down to be Marbekvayt Shemayim from that place. Maybe that's why the person was born. Imagine this. Hashem wants everybody to serve him. So he wants the person on the Chav Shari Tahara. He wants the person on the Chav Shari Tuma, on the Lama Shari Tuma, on the Memta, on every level about face. Stand up for Hashem. Be Marbek Shemayim as much as you can. So some people might be put down, sent down into horrible situations to do something in that situation that they cannot do if they were in a higher situation. Somebody in a higher situation, and he's lucky enough to be sitting and learning Mikdush Vatara, he has his Nisyayinus on that level. But this person is sent down and is messed up because of whatever trauma or pain or taiva, whatever you want to call it, because Hashem wants him to go down and be Mar Shemaim and give him a gift, a carbon, a sacrifice from that place that another person in a higher place cannot give him. So let's understand, a person who goes down to such a terrible place, you would say, well, he has a shita, he doesn't believe in Hashem, and he doesn't want to serve Hashem, comes out of the bathroom, wants to make an ashiyatzer, or he orders a drink and he wants to make a shahako, or the famous story that Ramata Frank said that somebody told him, what should I do? I want to make a bracha, even if I'm eating treif. I never eat treif, and I can't stop, I'm not holding by being better, but I could make a bracha, what should I do? So this is revealing, it's being megala, the nefesh elekai mimal that is sent into Gullus and it's saying, Hashem, I want you on the deepest, darkest level. So the same way that we have a responsibility, of course, to be Kedusha Tahara and, and to fight to be higher and higher. But while we're down there, it's like Hashem is saying, I want you to go to New York and I want you to buy me a gift. But I also want you to go to Las Vegas and I want you to buy me a gift. And I want you to go to Paris and buy me a gift. And I want you to go to Amsterdam and buy me a gift. I want gifts from every place. So when a person says, why am I so messed up? I wish I was better. He has to tackle work to become better. But while you're messed up, you say to yourself, Hashem wants me right now. I'm stuck in this. I'm pinned down in this situation. I'm going to be Marbekvay Shemayim from here. I'm going to make an Asher Yatsar from here. Did anyone ever do that? 
Imagine Memteshari Tumma means your 49th level of Tumma all the way down. You open a hole in the middle of the of the street and you dig down 49 Sha'arim, 49 levels, 49 feet. You're so underground. You're in Shaltachtis. You're Mamish in the bottom of the world. But from there, you could serve Hashem. From that spot, you're giving Hashem something that He wants, that's precious to Him. There's a famous story going around right now about an Israeli singer who's not from, and he was offered a tremendous amount of money to go to Europe and, and to perform. But he said, I'm not doing it because I'm not performing on Shabbat. Now, there's a lot of different things you could learn out of it, but here's what I'm saying. He was Marbek Shemayim. He was Mekadish Hashem from that place that he could not have been if Hashem would have made him born in Meisha Arm and he would be sitting and learning in Kail. It doesn't give him a right. Everyone says, oh, so he has a right? No. He has to talk a fight. But it's not a wonder why Hashem created his soul, gave him that talent, made him separated from Hashem, from Kedusha Tara, and yet his Chelek Lekami Mal Mamish is doing what it can and that is bringing out a Kavit Shemayim that, that Hashem wants from there. Hashem wants to show the angels, look at my people. That when they're sitting and learning and they're enjoying their life, Bikdushiv Tahara, they serve me. But look in Auschwitz, they serve me. And look in America, they serve me. And look in Amsterdam, they serve me. And look at this Bacher that he's never so messed up. And you could ask the therapists what they're dealing with, the kind of confusion that people are going to, and the Rabbanim and the Askanim. There are some people that have no idea about the reality of so many people in pain. And you know what? Good for you. You have a beautiful life, and your whole Shaila is, are you going to daven with Minion or not? Are you, going to, are you going to talk during davening? Beautiful. We're all jealous of you. But there's a reality that Hashem created. There's a dar issue of people much lower and messed up and confused and in pain than ever was in probably the history of the world. I don't know, I'm not that old, I wasn't around, but that's what it seems like. Chayla nefesh, depression. Someone who's depressed cannot function normally, but in that depression, he can make an asher he can make a shahako, he can say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elkeinu Hashem Achad. He feels dirty, full of tumah, full of avera, full of confusion and disgust, but if you can do something from there, serve Hashem from there. Because Hashem is saying, first of all, but if that's what He wants, He's saying, I want you from the Saich Tomasam. Not just I'm going down to you, I want you to serve me from there. So if Hashem created this dar, a lot of this is not up to us. The stipler said, and it's fa- very fascinating, Rabbi Israel Reisman said, in the name of the stipler, that we tell kids, any Nisayan that Hashem gives you, it's a sign you could overcome. The stipler said, it's not true. There are Nisayanis, some Nisayanis that you have, that you cannot overcome, and Hashem wants to send you down, either to climb back up, or as a tikkun, or to do something, to accomplish something from that shlichus, from that, from being da- sent down there. Rabbi Tzadik Akayin says the same thing. Now, we don't know what what is an oinus, but Hashem sometimes could pers- put a person in a situation where he's an oinus, where a person can end up so messed up and so confused, and because of his taiva, or because of his pain, or because of whatever it is, he ends up in such a terrible place. And from there, he can do tshuva, or from there, until he does tshuva, he can be megala kvayt shemayim, marbek kvayt shemayim, mekadashem shemayim, in a way that is unbelievable. This guy who said, I'm not, I'm turning down millions of dollars and I'm not going to go ahead and take that because I am not desecrating Shabbos, actually proved that he really believes in Hashem. And he's oimed and assigned in a tremendous way that we have no right to judge. And he can't do maybe the other things that he can't do. 
but he's doing what he can do, and from that type of person in that matzav, he shocked the world. Wow! That's what Hashem wanted from him. And we know the stories. We know the stories in the Holocaust, where there were these Jews who were not from at all, and they used to torment, and they were like the mafia. And then when the Nazis came in, they grabbed this guy in front of the whole shul, and they opened up a, a, a Sefer Torah, and they told him to dance on it, or different different versions of the story to be mavaza the Sefer Torah. And this Bulvan, who lived as a guy, as a, as a shegitz, and tormented from people, and was eating on Yom Kippur, at that point, his chelik al said, No! And he said, kill me. And he ripped open his shirt and they shot him. And he died, his blood mixed into the Sefer Torah. And the Rav of the Shul Paskind, they should wrap him up in the Sefer Torah and bury him with the Sefer Torah. He, Taka, lived in a terrible, terrible way. But he did something for Hashem that nobody else can do. And he did something for Hashem that maybe is why Hashem made him there. Because Hashem said, I want Kvayt Shemayim from there. So we cannot always, as much as we have to fight, as much as we have to lift ourselves up and to try to work our way back from Hashem, sometimes we have to acknowledge that we have to accept our lives, even our ruchniyistical lives, our battles, and don't be miyayish, don't feel so yucky that I'm a horrible, horrible person. No, I had problems, I had struggles, and I'm going to make it to the top. But meanwhile, from where I am, I will light a little fire right here. Imagine Hashem is in the sky. He's in a satellite, and he looks at the earth, and then he sees a little flicker, and he sees another flicker, and he sees another flicker. You are a flicker. You're sending Hashem a light from the darkness, the depth of the darkness, that other big tzaddikim cannot do. That's why the Nesiva Shalom says something fascinating. On Rosh Hashanah, it, we, what we're really doing on Rosh Hashanah, and the real purpose is to be Mamlech Hashem on the world. It's really the time that we say Hashem is king. So, everybody comes to shul, from the biggest tzaddik to the biggest rasha. The problem is the rasham feel like, Hashem doesn't want me here. He wants his boys, he wants his people, he wants his tzaddikim. He doesn't want me. After rebelling against him a whole year, he doesn't want me. So imagine this example. When Donald Trump became president of the United States, by his inauguration, and everybody came from his side, but they also had to come from the other side, the people against him. And everybody got up to clap for him. And who else Who else got up? Who, who got up? Everybody. Who meant the most to him? Who meant the most to his ego? When he looked in the crowd and he saw somebody clapping, who was it? Was it his wife? Was it his team? No, it was his enemy. When his enemy stands up and says, I accept that you are the president of the United States, that gives him the most pleasure. Says the Nesiva Shalom, the worse you are, the more Hashem appreciates you when you come to shul. And Hashem tells the angels, look who came, even him. Look how much pain he has, even him. Look how much struggle he has. We're in a war a whole year, he's sinning against me. But he came to my inauguration. Yiddishkeit appreciates those who are low down. Hashem appreciates those who are low down. And really, it's an upside-down world. Because to Klal Yisrael, you might be looking at that kid being Michal Shabbos as low, but could be he's going to be Marbekvot Shemaim in his world, in his reality of sin and messed upness and confusion. He might do something, give a carbon, a sacrifice to Hashem that nobody else can do. That nobody else can do. There are so many stories. I just spoke tonight with a boy who's officially off the derech. And he told me, I started putting on tefillin. 
I said, why? He said, because a friend of mine has a sick child as a schus for the child I'm putting on tefillin every day. I'm not doing it for me because I'm off the derech. But how can I not do it? I have a heart. How can I not do this as a schus? And then he started putting on tits as somebody else was sick. I told him, by the time you're done with all the sick people, you're going to be regular from. He can't do it for himself, but he found a way to fool himself. I'll do it as a schus vayenim. When my father got sick, he was shaving with a razor, and he told me, I'm not going to use a razor anymore for your father. When you look at this boy riding around on Shabbos smoking a cigarette, you have no idea of his pain. You have no idea of the abuse. It'll be easy for you to judge. He's bad. He's weak. But if you understand the reality of this world, he is so strong. He is so powerful. He's being marbek fight shemaim in a way that nobody else is. He put a filter on his phone. He's working on shmir Nayim. He's doing what he can. There are people who can't do more, and we can't fathom it. We still think, like 1980, that everybody's running after Taiva and they have a big Sahara. These guys are the strongest people. We have to start looking at other people. Himmeldik, habet mishamayim ure'ei, kik mitaheheriblik. Look around. We now know that the kids off the derech are struggling, that there are neighbors of ours that do things that are bad, that are struggling. They're challenged. And Hashem is putting on so much emotional pain. It's an emotional holocaust. Depression, anxiety, stuff that 30 years ago we didn't know existed. Maybe it didn't even exist. And somehow, maybe it's the meats, maybe it's the sprays, maybe we don't know what, but our brains are weak. Riff Steinman said every three years is a dar. It used to be Niskatnu Adairis 25 years, 30 years. It's three years. Ask any Rebbe. He'll tell you, you can't compare my fifth grade to three years ago. It's a whole different Bria. For whatever reason you want to blame, Hashem wants it to be this way. He wants the sacrifice from the person who's on the bottom of the barrel. But he says, but I could now make a bracha. I'm going to make a bracha. I'm not talking about halachadik. Maybe he'll ask a shayla. But even in his mind, his question is, what is best for Hashem? Does Hashem really want me? Does Hashem not want me? Am I allowed to make a bracha? Am I? Look at that beautiful yid who's nebuch mamish in, in, in the mud. And that's what's on his mind. He's not saying, I don't believe in God. He's not saying, I don't want to make a bracha. Halavai, my rav would tell me that I should make a bracha because I want to do what I can. There's such messed upness going on in the world and confusion. And those people are some of our strongest, brightest, most sweet and sensitive neshamas that are hurting. And you look at them, why are you missing minion? Why are you doing this wrong? Why are you doing that wrong? There's a story of the Satmar Rebbe, beautiful story of the Divrayayal. And there was a boy who was Michal Shabbos and he was very messed up. And the Rebbe said, I want to see you in shul. The way that you are, come to shul. And he said, yeah, when I come to shul, I end up schmoozing in the back, and then people yell at me, and then I can't take it, and I fight them back, and I'm chutzpahdik. The Rebbe said, I'll tell them not to bother you. You could schmooze if you want to schmooze, but in shul, stay in shul. He didn't want to lose on, up on anybody. Do what you can. Does it give that person a right? No. The healthy people have such a terrible attitude. The healthy people understand their own sins. They say, listen, okay, on my level, okay, I could do better, but I can't do better. But they can't understand somebody else. And they think, oh, we're going to give them the right to sin. We're going to tell them, it's okay, make a bracha down there. They're going to want to stay down there. No, nobody wants to be down. Everybody wants to be Reb Chaim Kanievsky. Everybody wants to live the happiest, best life close to Hashem, Mekdush There's an officer Derek boy who told me, if I could have my dream, 
I would move back into my Hasidus and be by my Rebbe's feet and go to Tish and, and take all my pain and struggles and throw it out the window. That would be my dream. But I can't. Hopefully one day he will. And somebody else looks down at him. Eh, what do you got a tattoo for? People are so oblivious. But the people who are working, the Askanim, the Rabbanim who are really open-hearted and have an open heart to these people who hear their pain and their confusion, they're dealing with stuff. I feel so bad. I spoke to one of the G'dayli Adar. I told him, I feel bad for you. In the previous generations, you didn't have these shilas, abortion problems, and, and all kinds of issues, and they have to go ahead carefully and work with each person. You can't just tell somebody, stop doing something that he can't do. They're working with people in, in the most disgusting shilas that come up. I feel so bad for them. One of the big Rosh Hashivas told me, he said, the last thing I need to be qualified to be a Rosh Hashiva is to know how to learn. All day I'm doing social work. All day I'm helping people who are tzabrachin, people who are having tivis problems and internet problems and marriage problems and all kinds of problems. That's my whole life. He says, 30 years ago, Rosh Hashiva came in and gave shir. Now I don't even have time to prepare for shir. Nobody even needs my shir. They need my life support. They need oxygen from me. Ask any rav of a shul. <laughs> no, no one needs his drushes and nobody has a shyless of whatever. They, of course, you need that also, but most of the time, it's, it's disgusting, confusing problems. Ashrecha to the people who don't even know what I'm talking about. But if you know what I'm talking about, it's time to make a change. Make up your mind. I will not judge anybody ever. Have a done eskal ha'adam lekav schus. We have to get out of this gullus. The only thing that rectifies sinas chinam is ahavas chinam. We have to become pure. We have to look at everybody as everyone is trying their best. Stop thinking, I could do better. Because believe me, if you went through one-tenth of the pain they went through, you would fall apart. And who's to say if you would go ahead and do these heroic things that the people on the bottom of society are doing? And those people who are struggling, listen, Hashem wants you to serve Him from wherever you are. If you can keep Shabbos, keep Shabbos. But if you find that you can't, do what you can. Part of your brain is going to be like, oh, it's like a joke. I make Kiddush. No, it's not a joke. No, it's not a joke. Do what you can. You can make a bracha, make a bracha. If you have a shaila, ask your Rav. Serve Hashem. Don't let the Satan Yetzahara knock you out. At the end of the year, you'll have mitzvahs. He's trying to get you to stop at the mitzvahs. Because of your averis, stop doing the mitzvahs. No, you can do a million mitzvahs this year. Don't give up on that. I, the averis, thank God Hashem loves you. He created Yom Kippur. That has the power to clean every avera. Your sins are not more powerful than Hashem's ability to cleanse you. Hashem says, Hashem says, I know from year to year you're going to get super dirty. I am going to power wash your soul. All the Averis are going to go away anyway. So if you stop doing mitzvahs, then the Averis are going to go away, but you're not going to have mitzvahs. The Nesiva Shalom says, the easiest thing to do tshuva on is the Averis. But you can never do tshuva on the mitzvahs you didn't do. You can never do tshuva on the time you wasted. You did a terrible Avera at night, and therefore the next day you don't learn well. You could do tshuva on the Avera, but you can't make up for not learning well. You can't make up for not doing a chesed, a mitzvah, learning, putting on tefillin. Put on tefillin. It's three minutes. 
Why don't you put on tefillin? Because I did such a various. I'm Tommy. Hashem knows. Kihu yada yitzram. Hashem knows that these people are going to get dirty and I want you to put on tefillin. If you have a shayla lahalacha, ask a competent rabbi. Put on tefillin. Wrap tefillin. Chap a mitzvah. Because the Averis you could do tshuva on. You will do tshuva me'ahava and all the Averis are going to become mitzvahs. But what about all those mitzvahs that you could have done? Don't let him jip you. Don't let him fool you. You're in a club. You're in a bar. You're doing Averis. Make a bracha. Do what you can. Because what you can't do, maybe you're putter. Or maybe you'll do tshuva for. But what you can do, what's your excuse? That's the method that we have to use to survive. In order to survive, we don't give up on doing any mitzvah. I, the Cheshben of Averis, hopefully I'll do tshuva me'ahava, Hashem will forgive me on Yom Kippur, but I'm going to have as many mitzvahs, millions of mitzvahs. I'm going to make a bracha, I'm going to make an asher yatzar, I'm going to make a bari nefashos. I don't care what, what it is, I don't care what I did. As long as it's, it's mutter alpitari to do it, do it. Chap Arayin as much as you can. Stop letting the Yitzhahara tell you that you're too far from Hashem. Hashem doesn't want you. No. From there Hashem wants you. From there Hashem wants you. And when you're there, unfortunately, and you do a mitzvah from there, you're lighting up a piece of the darkness that even the biggest tzaddikim sitting in Beis Medrash cannot light up. They're lighting up from their seat in Beis Medrash and you're lighting it up from where you are. You're saying there's a God and I believe in Him, and I'm doing what I can, and I'm putting a spark. Maybe Hashem sent you down to earth just for that spark. Who knows? So don't let anybody tell you that you're not worthy. Hashem says, you are worthy. I want to be with you, b'sayich tum asam, so He's with you, and He wants you to serve Him, b'sayich tum asam. Avad at the same time, if you can make yourself better, and you can make Kabbalists, and you can take care of your pain and your trauma, and you can become healthier, Avada you should do that. But when you can't do that, or you don't do that, at the end of the day, now that it's not done, go ahead and do a mitzvah. Says the Nesiva Shalom, listen carefully. He brings down from the, I think, the Saba Kaddish Milachavich. Yehudi, a Jew that does Avera HaChamura B'Yoyser. A sin, chamura b'yoyser, super duper chamur sin. That to me is very, very, very bad. And it comes time to daven, and he thinks, I'm not ready to daven after I did such a sin. You should know you didn't step over the threshold of entering the understanding of what Judaism means. Again, you're on the way back from the biggest Avera and you pass by a shul and there's a minion for Mariv or somebody says, no, let's bench um, bench with us or we need a center or it's Mincha, uh, it's about to be over this man and you say, I just did an Avera a second ago and now I have one minute left to Shkia or one minute left to Rebbeinu Tam to Daven Mincha Shemun Do I do it or not? If you don't Daven and you think Hashem doesn't want to hear from you right there from that Matziv, you haven't walked in to the building of understanding Yiddishkeit. Unfortunately, they do not teach this to us in yeshiva. Maybe they think that if they're going to teach it to us, it's going to make us fight less. I don't know what their reason is. But now it's time for you to know the truth. The truth is, Hashem wants to hear from you b'saych tomasam. Hashem wants to hear from you even after you did Avera HaChamura B'Yoyser. It's time to dive marav. I will not go to sleep before I say Kriya Shema. That's Dairaisa. I will not miss out on that. I, I just did ba 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 ba. If you don't do that, that means that you're making a, 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 a calculation. You're saying, right now I could, but Hashem doesn't want me. Stop it. 
That's the Satan. That's the Sahara. Don't let him convince you. Say it, you know. When you did the Avera, you weren't worry, worried about Hashem. When it comes to doing a mitzvah, I don't think Hashem really wants me. Okay, so do it when he doesn't want you. But he does want you. See how the Satan works? When you're doing the Avera, the Satan didn't come to you and say, I don't think Hashem doesn't, I, I think Hashem doesn't want you to do the Avera. No. Then Hashem is out of the picture. Comes to doing a mitzvah, comes the Satan dressed up in a nice strimal and a white beard, and he says, you want to do a mitzvah? <laughs> Hashem doesn't want you. Liar. He does. But, but you just did the biggest Avera in the world. You're full of Tumah. Yeah, and he wants me. And maybe he sent me down here to prove that to you. Maybe the reason I was born and all the pain I went through is for this moment right now. You want me to fail? I'm not going to let you. Bad enough that you, you were the one who caused me to fall and stumble and do the, do the Avera. Bad enough. I'm not going to let you take away my mitzvahs. We say when it comes, we say it all the time, but before Shoshana Yom Kippur, Shuva Yisrael, Ad Hashem Aleichecha Kikoshalta Bavinecha. Return Yisrael Ayid. You should return Ad Hashem Aleichecha until God. Don't return a little bit. All the way Ad Hashem Aleichecha. Frekt in the Sivashalom. Really, Ayid falls down to the lowest level. Does terrible avers. He thinks really I could return me. I'm not a tzaddik. I did so many avers. Disgusting avers. Horrible. Horrific. I can return Ad Hashem Yes. You know why? Because all of your Averis is stumbling. The Yitzhahara made you stumble. Your pain made you stumble. Because it's only stumbling, yes, Hashem wants you back. The Pashib Shad is, return to Hashem because you stumbled on sins. He says, no, return to Hashem You want to know why? Because you stumbled on sins. You never wanted a sin. And I've proven this. I've spoken to so many hundreds of people who are off the derech. And I said, imagine that right now Hashem opens up a paper in your hand and it says, sign here and I guarantee you will be aimed on every nisayin. You will be kaivish Sahara. You will never sin for the rest of your life. And a pen magically appears in your hand. Would you sign? I did this once in a shear of 30 guys all off the derech. They didn't even want to come to a shear. They told them, if you're going to go to this Avi guy, we'll take you to eat afterwards. So these guys had piercings and tattoos and gangs, and they were not interested in learning. And I started with this. And I said, don't be shy. Tell me the truth. Would you sign? I went around the room. Every kid said yes. I said, you know what you just proved? You just proved to Hashem that you're Kaddish Vitahar. You're pure and beautiful. You just can't. But you want to be good. You proved to the angels, you proved to your family, but you know who you proved it to most of all? Yourself. Now you know what you're all about. You wish you could wake up tomorrow and be the Gadladar. You wish you could be Kaddish Vitahar. Don't let the Eitzahara convince you that your messed up life is a Shita. It's not a Shita. You don't believe in it. I've worked with dozens and dozens of off the derrick kids. None of them believe in it. I ask them when they're very defiant. I say, let me ask you a question. If you didn't have any pain and trauma, and it would be very easy for you to choose, and, and a friend of yours, let's say, tells you, I could be from and I could be not from. I could do either way. Which way do you think he'll have a better life? Forget about Olam Haba. Which is a better life in this world? Being from and getting a shidduch and being married and having four kids or six kids and having a nice job and not talking Lashon Hara. It's true. He's going to miss out on a lot of McDonald's and he's going to have to fast Yom Kippur. But which is a better life? His life or your life? They all say, from. Don't make a shita out of dysfunction. And serve Hashem from your level. 
I know that some of you listening, you think, nah, I'm this or that. I don't want to say the names of labels that you label yourself. And I'm living with Gayim, or I'm living in an apartment somewhere, and I'm eating treif, and I'm doing this, and I'm, Hashem doesn't want me. That's the worst mistake that you can make. All the other mistakes are because of your pain and trauma. Don't make the mistake that Hashem doesn't want you. And don't say, Hashem wants me only if I'm a tzaddik. Hashem wants you now. Hashem wants you from where you are right now. If you could be better tomorrow, I'm not telling you not to be better. But until you're better, whether it's your your fault that you're not better, or it's not your fault and you're not better, but until you're better, you're here, say Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eleheinu, Adonai Echad. This is Avi Fishoff, and I can be reached at twistedparenting at AOL.com.